We are live. Welcome, everybody, to the Monday night weekly show for the Tiger Cast. Round one is upon us. We've finally made it. All the practice match bullshit can be pushed to one side now. So the real stuff now kicks off this Thursday night, gents. Um, EJ, welcome to the show. How are you going, mate? A well-lit EJ, might I add. Yes, I know. Very, very rare appearance in full light. I'm going great. Uh, how are you yes. guys? Going well, thanks. Loving the background there. Can you talk us yes. through it? Oh, well, you know, we all know what has happened since the fateful day that those clowns that we're playing this Thursday night put this banner up three times, one, two, three. So, um, you know, let's hope that this is the start of number four. Absolutely. So, what a banner, though, to bag his haircut. Pretty, uh, yeah, I don't know what they were doing there, but uh, CV, welcome, mate. Lovely background for you as well. Talk us through it. Yeah, mine is just Barmy performing an random, a random act. I'm well, not a random act, but actually just another act of violence during his career, hitting a elbowing a card player in the head. So, uh, EJ's pointed out we think it's Jeff Southby. So, uh, yeah, hopefully there's a bit of that on uh, Thursday night. Within the rules. From Barmy. <laughs> uh, and my background is yeah, there. We go. I just found a quick one on uh, on Google there. Uh, hint of silver in the new rig. No, no silver. No silver. Well, maybe in the beard I've got silver, but uh, not in the hair. Uh, what's that? What's up with that, Mickey? You a Carlton supporter, are you? We'll get that shit behind off. Anyway, anyway, hope everyone's been doing well. Uh, we are obviously a couple of people short again tonight. Tiggs is still recovering from concussion. He reckons he'll be right next week. We'll put him through a concussion protocol test uh, and we'll see how that, how that goes. I think he's uh, going to have to start as a sub. Yeah, he, he yeah. might have to give him the best. Yeah, but uh, hopefully he's doing well because that's that's been what four or five weeks now. That's that's crazy. And uh, Grok, Grok still, I think he's got to try and find ear buds. I'm not sure what his status is there, but uh, hopefully Grok's feeling better. I know he was having some migraines the other day as well, but hopefully all going well. Good to see some listeners in the chat. Thank you for everybody for for tuning in. Um, to kick off the show first and foremost, before we get into the talk about the Carlton game. Um, for those who did see my post on Facebook and or on Twitter, um, a shout out to Nick as a timely segue here. Uh, we will be joined at some point in the next few weeks by the one and only Richo, um, which will be absolutely massive. Big thanks to Nick for organising that for us. So Richo will be a, a returning guest. So he has been on the show a few years ago, but to have him on with the the visual medium as well, I think be really good. So. It might only be for half an hour, but um, we'll definitely make the most of that. Uh, and we'll work out what to chat to Old Richo about when the time comes, but that should be an absolute cracker. Should be unreal. Very exciting. All right, let's get stuck into the big stuff. Obviously, practice matches all done now. We've got Carlton Thursday night. Uh, are we at well, a little bit of retribution here, I think? I think last year it was a little bit dirty that we uh, that we lost that game, but... The Blues were hot to trot. They've got a bit to prove. Um, I think a lot of people are tipping them to sort of be around the six to eight mark, maybe a little bit higher. Uh, interestingly, today, or was it yesterday, Mick Malthouse and there was Josh Jenkins was another one who came out and said that we're going to be ones to slide out of the eight. So Josh Jenkins might still be a bit butthurt from the 17 grand final at Adelaide. Um, but what do we make of, I suppose, firstly, those kind of comments from someone like Malthouse about us falling out of the eight. Is he just trying to make himself relevant, EJ? 
Uh, so did Corn, by the way. Just did he really? Have, I want to. Yes. Now, now I know that's shocking to hear. Okay. What a, what a, I'm shocked to be here. Yeah. So that, that was on SEN, and he did the the subject of the segment with Kingy, and Kingy's picked us to finish third, I think. And Kingy's big on Richmond, but yeah, Corn. Uh, where did he? Corn had uh, us nowhere near it. He didn't even mention us as being one of the two teams to uh, slightly miss. So what do I make of it? Um, I actually had this down as one of my questions. Is there any way that you guys can see us missing the eight? Because I can't. I can see us finishing in the lower reaches of the eight if things don't go to plan, but I can't see us missing the eight. Injuries injuries to key personnel is the only way we can miss. Yeah, but we've covered that for four years. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you're yeah. asking how we... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, my, the only way I can see it is, is the injury toll is that significant. Um, yeah, it's about the only way. I'll never forget that not this time last year that Mick Moldau said that the Bombers were going to win the Premiership. So let's not take too much stock into uh, into what he says. Also, just, one just, said he couldn't see Carlton losing a game at, uh, when he was coach at one point. Uh, I agree with CB, though. Well... The media, the, the AFL media is, it's it's actually to be, there's too many pundits in there in an, in an opinions game. So they've got to do something to get some clicks or say something outrageous to you know, draw people in. I mean, the, the reality is if you were honestly trying to pick the top eight right now, in reality, it's probably a top 12, top 14. There's probably yeah. only four clubs or five clubs that you could legitimately say, I don't think there are any chance of making finals. Anything else, you're just talking out your ass. And that's yes. just how I see it. And, because and, and, you and know, what you, yeah, what you said is right. There's probably only four or five teams that can't make it. On the flip side, there are probably three or four teams that are a guarantee to make it. Yeah, correct. 100%. So there's a there's a backlog of eight, eight clubs trying to get four positions. It's a question of where your club falls in amongst that lot. So, I yeah. mean, look at Collingwood. Collingwood could have another great year or they could slide. Sydney, absolutely pathetic in last year's grand final. Um, you know, they've got some great kids, but I'm just saying, uh, you know, I don't think, I, not, not, not trying to be anti-Kane here, but I can't see Port, Port, um, Port St Kilda, Essendon, um, North, there's four clubs that I can't see making finals. Okay, there you, you go. Know. I've got Port in the eight. There you are. No, I don't, I don't see it. But there you go. But that's exactly that's exactly how wide open that six to eight or five to eight is. It's exactly that. You can't see it. I can see it. it that's the spread of that of that mid eight teams that we're talking about. Yeah, and, and just on Josh Jenkins, it's actually really impressive. That he's popping up now is it must have taken him five years to find him after him missing when he turned up to the MCG <laughs> at the end of September in 2017. He was missing for a long time. Yeah, he was. So, you know, good on you, Josh. Good on you for turning up, mate. Fantastic. But uh, to your point, Stevie, I think, and same with every team, not just us, but it's the injury front that'll tell the tale. Like our list, I feel, is already reasonably sizable, which is a little bit concerning this time of year. Um, especially going into round one with, you know, someone like a Prestia who may not be or 
probably not likely to be at 100%. But I know we've got a bit more coverage this year for injuries and things like that. But if we keep a semi-healthy list on the park um, and we get our, our game plan sort of up and running as we have previous years, there's no reason why we shouldn't finish in the top eight. And I think we said a while ago with a fit, full, healthy list that anything outside of sort of a top six or top four with a, a full list would be almost a fail. Like on paper, it's a, it's a pretty good team. So, I don't yeah, mean it play Paul on paper. West, but... Paul West has put a comment there. Put that one up, please. Down the bottom. Yeah. See, see, even that, there's already articles coming out talking about coaches who won't see the year out. And it's just, um, it's outrageous. We, you it just, is outrageous. You just don't know. I mean, it's like, um, what was that move? That The Deadpool, that Clint Eastwood, the, the final dirty head, the Deadpool, you know? It's like we, we, we're banking on death, you know, betting on it. And it's just. And, and, and you know when that started? When yeah. they death rode Terry Wallace. Right, he was he was hunted for eighteen months, nearly. Right, um, the in the industry of having a coach in the gun is never going to end, and it, and it is really disappointing, even when it's one of our foes or whatever, for them to constantly have a coach in the gun for no reason other than they need to create clickbait and media is is really disappointing. <coughs> Well, Dennis Pagan said it best. There's only ever two types of coaches. Blokes who are currently in the job or blokes about to be sacked. It's a fact of life, you know? And the coaches aren't going to last forever. And Dim has said that a few times as well. Like, there will come a time where his time will come, whether it's on his terms or otherwise. It's, but, um, yeah, give him a chance, though. We're not even at round one yet and people are getting coaches out the door. Just, just on it, just EJ, mate, there's some comments coming through about his uh, colour. Um, he has. He did make mention to me that he was a fan of Terry Walsh's coaching back in the day, and there may be 100%. a couple of sun lamps on him right now. Hundred percent. I don't know what it's done. Anyway, I actually <laughs> sat next to Plough for uh, two race, two Cox plates in a row at Yarraglen Racecourse, uh, and had a good chat to the great man who is uh, an outstanding citizen away from uh, the coaching venue, and maybe some of his. Um, Tan has accidentally uh, sort of come across, and yeah. now that I'm in, now that I'm in the light for the first time, it's it's being exposed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on this one, quickly, Jacko Sonzi's done nothing wrong. He was just recovering from a hip flexor injury, I believe, so that's why he didn't play in any of the practice games. Um, so he's kind of just working his way back into getting some match fitness up before they roll the dice with him, but. Uh, if I was a betting man, I feel like we will see him in the earlier parts of the season when the, the right time pops up for him. So, no, he's done nothing wrong. It's just a, uh, yeah, coming back from an injury situation for him. So He's, he's actually um, he's actually back training with the main group. But the most exciting news for us was the news of Dion Presti getting through the, the uh, training session um, within the last 48 hours and pain-free. So strapped it. No pain. So just fingers crossed, Dion, you've got two more days to get through. Because um, to be honest with you, mate, if Dion doesn't play for us, it nearly tips it in Carlton's favour. That's how important he is to us. So um, I just, just watched Dimmer on 360 before coming on, and he's basically declared uh, Dion as a starter. Yep, beautiful. So we're right there. The other interesting tidbit that came out of that is that Currently, uh, that uh, now uh, Dimmer is the longest-serving coach 
current coach in the game. Geez, we haven't been able to say that for 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, see, Calaco's had a break. So of course, yeah, of course. Yeah, with Clarko having a break, Dimmer is the longest serving coach in the game. And Jesus. and just on Terry Wallace, and you can watch it on YouTube. Um, do yourself a favor if you've never seen this documentary. There's a documentary called Year of the Dog. Oh my God. And it's when Terry Wallace takes over from um who was the ex-Hawthorne coach that went to the dogs and then Wallace takes over? Joyce? But it um What's gonna hold the cup here? What is happening, mate? I don't know. Every time I put my cup up, I go back to normal. So so yeah, so do yourself a favour. If you want to YouTube a wonderful doco that was done in the early 90s when Terry Walsh took over the Western Bulldogs, and it was sort of the first of its kind with cameras behind the scenes, that unbelievable watch. Highly recommend it. Um, it's awesome. <laughs> I'm a bit distracted by AJ, AJ talking with his camera. Um, well, it's the cup. Look, I'm normal. <laughs> I'm not. I'm normal. I'm don't know what's happening there. That's quite not bizarre. Not at all. Anyway, let's not disrespect <laughs> about that. Let's go. No, that's all right. So did we did we want to do our what we think the starting 20 or our best 22s will be first and then sort of work from there, guys? Is, is that what we think the, the best way to do it is? I think so. Because then we can yeah. sort of try and talk about the matchups down the line. So we should, yeah. So I yeah. think and you, you being the host, Michaels. Oh, I'll get my phone out because I've got it on here. I was doing. I was, I was at the zoo today, so I was typing it on a bit of a sit-down break at the zoo. Uh, that's how professional I am. All right, so my 22 for Thursday night, I've got Broad, Grimes, Baker. And I actually actually left Grimes out at one point. Um, Rioli, Bolter, Vlosten on the half-back line. McIntosh on one wing. I've got Ralph Smith on the other wing. I just think he's... I think pace. Well, I, I'm 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 saying that Pickett's not going to play. Otherwise, if Pickett was fit and had the practice, he would be there 100 percent of the time. Uh, half forward line: Bolton, Lynch. I've got Juddy Clark on the half forward line. Rioli Jr., Rewalt, Martin for the full forward line. And then Kerbis Ruck, Taranto Hopper in the middle, and on the bench: Cochin, Miller, Cumberland, and Young. Um, so I've gone with a couple, well, three quicks up front because I just. Just from what I saw for the Kangaroos and North Melbourne practice games, we were too slow and the ball was coming out of there far too quickly. So I think we need to get that speed and that chase and hunt um, back into the forward line. So that's why I put Juddy Clark there. And obviously, Ralph Smith adds a bit of toe as well on the wing who can play up both ends. Baker can play up both ends. Do you have Dan Rioli on the halfback line, Tiger? Had him there. Um, Sonzi is still recovering from injury warrant, so that's why he's not in. But I, I think he will make his way back very shortly. So, uh, but yeah, playing Cumberland Miller, I think will play as the hybrid ruckman who can also go into defence, when like he did last year. Um, and Young might play as well. I think is what we were hearing. So that was kind of more based on what we've been hearing rather than anything structural, I suppose. But uh, yeah, that's what I've got for the twenty-two. Who wants to go next? Oh, I'll lay up. Um, I've on my yeah. I'm hearing that Young is going to play as well. So let's see so, what happens there. Lucas, um, he, he wasn't. I've got him on the half forward line. Reese Riley Jr. He was on oh, no, a fourth pocket. He was there. He was there definitely. Yeah. Uh, back line. I've got Grimes, Bolter, Vlosten, half back, Rioli, 
Young, Broad, Centerline, K-Mac, Dion, and Hugo. I agree with you, and I've, I've got a reason for that. I'll back that up in a minute. Half-forward line of Cumbo, Jack, and Dusty, and a full-forward line of Rioli, Lynch, and Bolton. Uh, followers, Nank, Hopper, Taranto. Interchange of Cochin, Miller, Baker, and Clark, with Dow as the sub. Um, I toyed with Clark on the wing, but I went with Hugo, assuming that Pickett isn't fit, same thing. I, I, I don't think Hugo it has as much to give as what Clark does. And, and I think being a that defensive wingman, keeping the shape, he's got the running power, definitely. But I think Clark is going to end up more that Lambert type and he's going to give us that inside and gut running. And so I've got him on the bench and then he can plug and play where required. So I, I, I think Hugo might start on the wing as well. Espo, um, Jack Graham's uh, coming back from a medial, but apparently he's training with the group again. But he injured a medial in his knee um, Thursday week ago before the Melbourne game in a training and Ross is, And Ross is close. Yeah, and Ross is training to him, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, just for Jack's Zoot, who's watching, if you want a cricket doco, watch Fire in Babylon um, on the West Indies. That is an absolute cracker if you like cricket docos. Um, um, before to... you do your CBs, uh, cat confirming short is ruled out with that calf yes. strain. So yes. that's why I suppose EJ and I haven't had him in. Because 100% of that. he's out. Yeah. And was confirmed again. Yep. So he, he is out. Yeah. Yeah. So my team from the back line is Baker, Miller, Grimes. And Miller has been training with the backs since uh, him and Young have both been training defensively since. Um, Tarrant went down with his hip flexor, so not beyond the realms of possibility. So I'm saying Baker, Miller, Grimes, half-back line, Vlosten, Bolter, Rioli. My centre line is K-Mac, Taranto, Judson, Clark. Half-forward line of Bolton, Rewalt, uh, Cochin. Full-forward line of Morris, Rioli, Jr., Lynch, and one Dustin Martin. My rucks are Nankervis, Hopper, Prestia, with an interchange of Broad, Ryan, Cumberland, and Hugo. And for my emergency, I have Mansell or Dow. So that's you got Samson Ryan. Ryan so that's probably the big. So the big point of difference, I suppose, is you've got Ryan in as a as best twenty-two. Well, if I've got Millie playing defensive, yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I think our backlines are all fairly similar. They all have the same common theme there. Uh, I suppose the mix-ups all came about from the wing down with what that looks like. That's where the picket miss or loss sort of comes into play, trying to work out mm. who plugs that hole. Uh, but I think the key for us is making sure we get that forward line balance right. If we if we go in there and we're too slow, um, I think the Blues, and not just them, any team, are going to be able to run it out too easily. So... I'm hoping the coaching staff learnt quite a bit from the two Pracky games with what does and doesn't work because it was quite clear to everyone watching what doesn't work. Um, but, yeah, I'd, I'd be going at least two to three quicks up there uh, to help out. Especially when we've got a combat, uh, you know, we know Saad's going to be running out of the defence. You know? Yes. Newman as well, you know. So, But Doherty is a great distributor as well. So he doesn't move it fast by hand, but... Fast by 
by running, but he moves it fast by foot. So they have got multiple ways of getting out of their defence uh, very quickly. So we do need to have something to combat that, yeah. Sorry, you said Saad. Uh, I heard poor man's Basher Hooley. Oh, burn. <laughs> oh, look, I'm, I'm Kmart, not... Kmart Basher. <laughs> Uh, um, and uh, the re- we're not sure about Pickett. We're we're kind of speculating that Pickett's out because we haven't really heard much positive news that he's going to be playing. I suppose is the train of thought. If he's fit, I think we would all have him in on the wing. Yes, yes. I think he's more likely to miss than not. And I'd be saying for Pickett, you're probably looking at round three. Yeah, okay. I think I think Sin- I think Sinzi. I think Sonzi. Sonsi, Pickett, yeah. So, Sonsi, Pickett and Short, probably round three, I reckon. They'll get a couple of rounds. Yeah, they'll have to get some runs on the board. Yeah. Um, sentimental, just for anyone who's joined late, he's, Sonsi's recovering from a hip flexor. So he's back up and training, but they've, they've just got to keep working through that and getting back to uh, to full fitness. So there'd be, no uh, doubt he'd be in, there'd be no doubt he'd be in all three of our 22s if he was fit. Yes, 100%. absolutely. Categorically 100% would be. Uh, Nick said, confirmed by Richo that we are looking at peaking early rounds, not round one. So games will be tight early. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I had a chat to Nick during the week and um, we may we may have something go the wrong way at the ledger early on, but from round sort of three, four, five onwards, motoring, but... We still want to win the first couple of games, but this is about building into the season, not being red hot round one and falling over in round 18. Is this one of those things that they call it the heavy training load as they kind of try and time? Is that what we're going with, that, that old chestnut? Heavy training load. We're, 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 tapering, we're tapering for a preparation. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, why, that's why when I play over 35's footy, mate, my hamstring blows out in round two because of training loads, yeah. <laughs> Those 16 ounces right. won't lift themselves, CB. Yeah, correct. <laughs> correct. The old knees are uh, putting up with a bit of weight on top of them now. So now that we've gone with our lineups, um, the Blues, EJ, have named a couple of debutantes as well. Yes. What? Who? So they've got Hollands coming in who will play on the wing, you reckon? Yes. I've actually got a, a predicted uh, Carlton lineup. Oh, you got yeah, which is one person wrong because from what I saw on 360 tonight, one of my halfback flankers won't be playing. But if you take McGovern out of this, this is roughly how they suspect they're going to line up. So a back line, Saad, Weeder and Newman. Half back line, McGovern out. So plug Plowman in. So Plowman, Young, Doherty. Centre yes, line of, <laughs> <laughs> of Akers, Cripps and Hollands, the new guy on the wing. Half forward, Fisher, Kerno, and Chera. Forward line of Motlock, McKay, and Durden. Followers, Pitnett, Hewitt, and Kennedy. And an interchange, DeConning, Silvani, O'Brien, Cowan, and a fifth person to replace McGovern. That's roughly how they're looking. I, I would seriously false Carlton. I would actually rock DeConning ahead of Pitney. Agree. He's going to be a superstar in two years. They've got yep. an absolute jet on their hands with that Deconian kid. Um, was that? They should be starting right now. He's a guy. by 71. That was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, some yeah. interesting names there. And they've got 
as much as we want to hang shit on, they do have some handy players that have torched us in previous years. Their biggest uh, omission for them is obviously Walsh. That's a huge out for them uh, at any time of the year. But Cripps is always going to be dangerous. Um, but what about their two forwards? We've got Mackay and Kerno. Uh, now, I think it's no secret, even though on def- on paper our defence looks reads great, for some reason we've been leaking quite a lot of goals last year and even into these practice games. I think it's a little bit to do with midfield pressure rather than the backline themselves. Um, but with Kerno and Mackay, I suppose two-pronged question, who's who's taking them as a matchup, and how do we help quell the influence to make sure that they don't get easy ball? We, we have to go back to the system um, where we're playing seven-man defence where we can. So we really need Nick Vloston as that intercepting um, defender. And the reality is to take those two, it's it's, it's three people. It's either Young, Mil- Young slash Miller and it's Bolter. And Bolter has to take Kerno because Kerno's more mobile, whereas Miller, Mackay's a very big boy. So uh, the bigger one has to take those two. So if, if probably actually if Young plays, Bolter will probably have to take Mackay. If Miller plays, Miller will take Mackay and Bolter takes Wiedering is how I see it. This is why I believe that both Miller and uh, Young are going to play, is that they're going to have the three options for the two key forwards. And Dimmer tonight on 360 did state that if we were to play one-on-one with their key forwards, we're going to get slaughtered. It is a team defence. And, you know, someone immediately brought up the name Vlosten. He started laughing. Yes, we're going to have... Vlosten and Grime and Broad and these sort of players come across, help out, chop out or whatever. But that, that's the reason why I think that Young might play is because it just gives us an extra option. So say Miller, say we don't pick Young and Miller gets torched early, we don't have a plan B. And I believe... Well, with, what about with Grimes? Carlton, Can he, is he too slow now, Grimes, do you think, to go yes. with one of them? Yeah, I, I'm. it's like me reading my notes through the screen. One of my big issues in our defence this year is, has Dylan Grimes lost that half a yard? I wasn't wrapped with his pre-season games for that reason. Um, he can still be a functioning part of the back line, but I don't know if we can depend on him as much as what we have. Yeah. So team defence. And then to go further into that CB, how then important is it that the midfield get on their bikes and do that two-way running, which we saw absolutely zero of in that Melbourne practice match. And I know it's a practice match and that's okay. But if we carry that same work rate forward for any amount of time, they are going to slice us and give Mackay and Kerno some easy ball. But that's where Taranto and Prestia are absolutely key because those two are absolute... Like Dion Prestia's two-way running, people... I know Richmond people value it, but... It just seems to go unnoticed by the wider uh, population. But um, th- th- those two, their two-way running is absolutely critical. And now that we've lost Lambert, who was the third piece of the puzzle, that's the interesting one there. Um, and keep in mind with your wings, when we talk about our wings, <clears throat> K-Mac's normally your defensive winger. And Marlon's normally, he does both. But he's more offensive. So I think you're probably right. It's going to probably be Hugo on the other wing. K-Mac will be the defensive winger, and I think Hugo goes a bit the other way. So keep in mind that as well. When we talk about the midfield rolling back, the, the, the wings are very important to our rolling structure as well. Yeah, it's, 
the pick is misses going to hurt us, I reckon. Yeah. Just with a yeah, but you got to back Hugo in, I suppose, or whoever it is that um, that that plays that role. Um, so there are other midfielders. It's going to be a good battle. This is where I think yeah, Taranto and Hopper are going to prove their weight in gold. Cripps, obviously, Ganchero is going to play through the middle. Um, again, the million-dollar question. Cripps is probably going to get 30 to 35 on a pretty good night. Do you have someone – I don't want to say tag because I know we don't do it, but at what point do we start to try and curve his influence and things like that, or do we just go head-to-head with our guys and back back in someone like a Taranto to make them hurt the other way? You're never going to stop Cripps. <laughs> Not many players can stop him. Not many teams can stop him. So I, I don't know. I, I think in this case here, it's going to be a pretty hard and fast game, to be honest. I can see it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game. Hey, Jay? If, yeah, if we had Jack Graham, I'd say, yeah, okay, we can we can uh, have a, a run with, not a tag, but a run with. But yeah. with the current setup, I'm going to go all dimmer and just back us in head-to-head. And so, look, let's be honest, out of both midfields at the moment, on pure grunt and everything, Cripps is probably number one on both sides. Yep. But if you look at the depth of both midfields, like Carlton are missing Zach Williams as well as uh, Walsh, yep. um, you know, we're going to have Dion, Hopper, Taranto, Bolton, Cochin, Dusty. Well, their midfield, I don't think, short, I'm not short, uh, Baker as well going through, their midfield doesn't bat as deep. And if we think back to round one last year, we were going okay and then we lost Prestia and we lost all structure in the guts and we ran out of ran out of steam. Yeah. We can, over the course of four quarters, wear them down with the depth of our midfield versus theirs at the moment. Welcome, Hilda. Yes, welcome. All the way from the NT. Um, to see, and I agree with that, EJ. And to CB's point as well, that it's going to be a, I suppose, a quick, hot game. How important is it that we get off to a good start? Or more importantly, don't let them get off to a flyer. Like, I think, was it, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, where they kicked like seven, eight goals in the first quarter. Was it two years ago? Two, two or three years back, where they got those five 50 metre penalties in the first quarter. And yes. Oh, man, that was so we'll touch, we'll, we'll touch on. We'll touch on. Oh, he's just lit up red at the three. You've gone orange again. Lenax, he's, he's lit up. It's angered him. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, we'll get. We'll get to the. Oh my we'll god. Get to the discipline point in a second, but yeah, how important is it to make sure that they don't get off to an absolute flyer? Uh, and what can we do to 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 help curve that? Because everyone's going to want to score quickly early. But the, the one thing that's worried me, especially last year, is when teams kicked a couple of goals, it didn't feel like we were able to stop the run on, that teams were able to kick four, five, six goals in fairly quick succession, which kind of knocked us out of most games. Or we'd work our way back in and just fall short. That was that was the point of getting Hopper and Taranto in, to improve our midfield depth, to address our inability to win midfield stoppages and clearances. So that in itself, if those two can work it out and it works out, that will address part of that need. Uh, and on the discipline side that you brought Damien, it up. Damien, I don't know what you're talking about. I know nothing <laughs> about Donald Trump. I've got nothing to do with Donald Trump. Van Curvis, he's a big guy. He's an angry guy. 
angry. He's, Plays angry. He's, angry he's, he's huge. He is huge. Huge. <laughs> oh, I wish I wasn't bloody orange. <laughs> so with the discipline, it's no secret that our discipline has been shithouse over the last few years. Even in the practice match, Bolter threw a guy to the ground. Cochin did a stupid thing. Uh, EJ, I know you're banging on about this all last year. It's something that we can control. So what are we what are we looking for? For me, it starts with Nankin Grimes being the co-captains because they were kind of the big offenders in games uh, last year. And it kind of, kind of feels a bit deflating when that happens. I know there's one thing to try and be physical and fly the flag, but it's the unnecessary dumb shit that we do that we're giving teams free, free meters, free goals, whatever we want to call it. Yeah. Um, I want Nank to be physical. I really do. So I know he's going to give away free kicks. But it's about if you, we all know we're going to give away free kicks and we can't control everything. But there are times when the, the where they, they lose their heads at the wrong time and at the and at the wrong place. Like Grimes giving away a dumb free kick, that's a shot on goal, right? If Nank gives away a ruck infringement, throwing a a, a, a defender for a, a key forward from the other side out of the way in their forward fifty, it's a shot on goal. If you are going to do something to show your strength, I know you can't tell them everything, but. Don't do it in their forward 50, for God's sake. Their forward 50 is where we get killed. Well, yeah, their forward line is dangerous enough as it is. We don't need to be giving them uh, any extra freebies. Can't agree more, sentimental bloke. Yeah, attacking the ball when it's contested, that's it. Yep. You want to see guys yep. cracking in, head over the ball, Koch style, uh, when the hard ball gets early. Yep. Uh, CB, someone raised that. a question... Yeah, like that. Yeah, just like that. Just like that. Just like that. Someone raised a question before, CB. Who wins the ruck battle? So the ruck battle, obviously, important part of the grounds. Uh, more importantly, who do we... like? Are we categorically saying that we don't think Soldo will play this game? Yeah. I know we, without, we don't actually know the answer, but are we strong vibing that it won't be him? I'd be surprised. Well, like I said, if, if Young plays... like There was a question raised about who are, who are saying, I think earlier, one of the early shows, we said we think our rucks are going to be a horses for courses approach. So maybe it will be a Soldo and Nan Curvis versus Gorn and Grundy, for example. But in this case, where it's more of a, you know, deconing's and up and he's learning his craft from ruck work and Pitney is a ruckman, then we can go with a um, Nan Curvis Miller slash um, Samson Ryan hybrid setup. I think which will make us a bit more uh, mobile around, around. So all we know is Nan Curvis is our number one ruckman, and then whatever help, whatever else happens around that is probably more of a horses for courses approach, and depending on injury as well. Is that fair? No, that's fair. Um, good question here from Todd. Do we think it's going to take time for Hopper and Taranto the gel? I suppose to get used to our game structure and style, which is going to be obviously a little bit different to what they were doing at the Giants, EJ. Well, I think Hopper and Taranto have gelled with each other quite well if we go by the waxing in the in the preseason. Yeah. But yeah, it, it is going to take some time um, at the start of the season. 
but you'd like to think that um, the preseason hitouts against each other, the intra clubs, plus the two preseason games, that hopefully it's not going to take more than one or two weeks of misunderstandings in pressure situations. We've just got to get through that first couple of games where it doesn't work out because the communication is not there. They're smart footballers. They'll learn very quickly after that where to be, who does what, and all that sort of stuff. It won't take long, but it might take two or three weeks. Um, the other thing as well, uh, old uh, Magpie 71, a.k.a. Blue Lips, a.k.a. Phil Narkle's helmet. Um, <laughs> just thinking of you there, Tiggs. Miss you, man. Um, he actually gave us mail uh, a couple of weeks ago again about the fact that those two have really adapted to the game plan quite quickly. And I guess we will see that. The proof will be in the eating, I guess, on Thursday night. But the mail around the two guys, Hopper and Tranto, is they are adjusting to the game plan very, very, very quickly. Do you think this might be a simplistic view, but do you think it's easier for midfielders to adapt with the whole seaball get more mentality rather than if you're a key forward or a key defender trying to fit into actual structures and rotations and leading patterns and things like that? I think so. No, no there's, there's enough line. There's, you go, sorry. No, there's, there's structures in midfield as well. You know, like everyone has to be where they need to be and move where they need to move when the ball is bouncing, stuff like that as well. It's probably a bit more 360 degrees in the midfield than what it is down back. What it is, If you're down back, you've got your structures, but the ball is in front of you and it's coming towards you. In midfield, you've actually probably got more to cover. More variables to deal with. Yeah. In the middle. Yep. Yeah. Keep in mind, if we've got a ball up in the... Um in deep forward, essentially our forward line is is an on-ball division in itself. So you'd expect Taranto and Hopper and those guys possibly to be back from the stoppage as part of locking it in, whereas you've got Dusty, Bolton and Cochin around the pill. So I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be fascinating to see how all that works. That's but the one thing too. you did see with Taranto around forward line stoppages, he's very smart at positioning and being able to get a shot on goal too. So, um, yeah, interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. The the 450 stoppages because we're gonna yeah we, we're gonna be able to leave players further back to set up a wall essentially uh, for a blast kick out to put it straight back in. So we don't lose any quality. We're not relying on mids having to play to run you know all all lengths of the ground to get to those 450 contests. We can just leave those forward guys to do their thing. Uh, one of the questions raised quite commonly in here, gents, was our Ford 50 entries or our work forward of centre. Previously, we've been big fans of bobbing the ball long. I'm waiting for AJ to turn red here. Um, there we go. Right on cue. Thank go. you. <laughs> um, we're waiting for, we've been bobbing the ball in quite a lot the last few seasons, and I don't think it works. Like As much as I love um, Jack and Lynch, Staying there, putting your arm up in the air, I think it takes away from how good their natural game is when they're lead-up targets. Do we have to adjust our style, or, or do you think we're going to be persistent with this, CB? Are we going to still see... I think there will be times we will blast kick it in there, don't get me wrong, but I think we look a better side when we're leading to the guy kicking it. Um, 
I hate static forward lines. <laughs> it drives me absolutely apeshit. However, we were the second or the highest scoring forward line in the league last year. So um, I think it's a question more of um, how we're setting up behind the ball when it goes in and how it comes back out. So, again, um, I'm just going to wait and see before I really have an opinion. I just We're going to know more Friday morning or you know, 10, 10.30 on Thursday night. We're crying in our beers or <laughs> celebrating with them. Um, we'll see what happens. Okay, not sure, not sure Min uh, and A, what all this call is for a belly dance if Taranto <laughs> wins a brand low. won't be doing anything like that. My God. <laughs> um, Dusty, how do we think, or what, what do we think now that we're down to the round one starting point? Are we going to see, do we think, him play a lot more forward than midfield? Yes. Are we, what's the ratio? If you have to take a stab at what you think the ratio of forward versus midfield is... 70 or 80% forward, 20 to 30% midfield. That that high, you reckon? Yep. Yep. I was thinking 60, 40, 70, 30. Yep. No, I, I was listening to Dimmer tonight, and uh, I honestly believe that there's going to be a lot of one out sort of. Uh, there's going to be. It sounded like he was more prepared for Cochin to go in to the midfield in the break glass than Dusty. It sounds tell like... Me, tell me everybody's clearing out and we've got Dusty's paddock. Tell me that's how this is going to work. How well, good would that be? How good would I've oh, gone orange again. Um, <laughs> it, it would be unreal to do Dusty's I've, paddock. That would be unreal. It, it was almost set up a couple of times against Melbourne. So when Dusty was playing as our deepest forward, he was still standing inside the 50, even though May or Lever were still about 25 in front of him. So he was hanging back. We were just not running anywhere near quick enough to get a quick counter-attack to, to actually utilise it. Um, but if that's going to be his starting position when the ball's down the other end of the ground and we do get the transition football happening, that's going to be a nightmare for whoever his defender is. If he's going to be 25 metres in front and we can get a couple of link-up plays, get the ball to the wing and launch it over the top, um, yeah, that is a scary prospect for any opposition defender. Just picture in your head when there's 90,000 people at the MCG and it's in a Carlton's half, Carlton's half forward line, we get a turnover and we move that, we shotgun, we slingshot that ball through and all of a sudden you look down the ground and there's Dustin Martin on Doherty or something. Can you imagine just that, that roar that's going to go <laughs> through the ground? It's going to be amazing. amazing. Do you know what? I can't wait for Dustin Martin on Darcy Byrne Jones when we play Port. <laughs> the All Australian Darcy Byrne Jones. All Australian. Oh, what an embarrassment. We we haven't let that go. Know. We won't. We will continue to yeah. ride that one for many years. Never let it go. <laughs> um, the other couple of players we'll talk about quickly. Cochin, um, obviously. We're riding him home for 25 goals this year in the fight against Kane Corns. We do have a couple of things lined up for if he does start to kick some goals that we'll share on the show and on our socials, so keep an eye out for that. Um, my concern is, though, gents, is the makeup of players he's in the forward line with. Like We can't have him, Cumberland, Jack, Lynch on all at once occupying that front half of the ground because we're too yep. slow. Yep. So I think it's going to be... This is where I think... Culture will still play some decent midfield minutes because him playing forward is going to depend on who's accompanying him. So I think we can only do it when there's maybe two other smalls down there. Does that sound reasonable? Yep. 
Yep, and I think that's what Dusty was getting at. Uh, not Dusty. That's what Dimmer was getting at with Dusty playing more forward and Koch being more of a plug it in sort of a thing. Okay, so not not to disparage Koch in any way, shape, or form. Chimp is a champ. We love him. All that. But if Koch is one out in the forward fifty, or he's on the in a forward pocket in the forward fifty with a defender, or if Dusty's one out. Who is going to draw more attention to them, get other players pulled out of positions and stuff like that? Is it going to be Koch or is it going to be Dusty? Yeah, right? it'll be Dusty. Right. Because so it's not just the fact that Dusty is one out and other defenders get drawn in. That pulls other things away. That disrupts the structure of the opposition. Right. Koch is not going to disrupt the structure of the opposition. What do you got written? What's up that CB? I will be at the barbecue with the M9 boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Yes, I will. I'll be there on Thursday night for sure. Have a beer with. Have a beer ready, Mick. I'll be there. Oh, okay. Um, and I suppose the final play. I've got two more questions. They'll ask and throw it open. If anyone else in the chat's got questions, feel free to start sending them through. One is on Maurice Rowley Jr. Obviously, we know what he's going to give us up forward with his electric pace and whatnot. Will there come a time this year, do you think, that he will start evolving into a part-time midfielder as well? Because I, I would like to see him in there, maybe not this early, um, but I think I think there's some merit in him harassing a few people in there. Or would you rather see him just full-time half-forward and just nail that role? I think there's others ahead of him, mate. I think Sonzi's ahead of him. Um, Bolton's ahead of him. Uh I could even see one day, you know, yeah, Judson Clark may be spending time in that midfield and those rotations. I just think there's other players ahead of him before Morris Rioli Jr. goes in there. Yeah, even Baker. There's a lot of players that can go in there. That's just my take. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and Tom Lynch, the last one. So he's probably the big spearhead for us. Um, I don't want to say it all rests on his shoulders because that's a little bit unfair, but I think for us to do well, a lot rests on him playing at a good level all year. And that's, he's got to be moving, got to be leading um, and making the most of his opportunities, but he needs to keep his bloody discipline in check as well. He's another one. I love when he plays angry. I love that he plays close to the edge. Um, But even in that Melbourne practice game, I think he gave away 250 metres from a a kick in from the behind because he was encroaching or doing something stupid. So how important is his role to the side in the forward structure, EJ? Oh, it's incredibly important. Um, if he plays like he does last year, like he did last year, that's terrible English. If he plays like he did last year, right, if he plays all 22 games, he wins the Coleman and he's all Australian. The fact he wasn't all Australian is, is a joke, but let's move past that. Mm-hmm. If he plays like that and we get Dusty back into the forward line, the knockdown effect of having to look after the gorilla that is Lynch means that, you know, you're going to get the second man across and all that sort of stuff. If he plays as good as what he did, every other forward in our forward line will benefit from it. And we will kick more than what we did last year. And then the only issue for us then is can our defence hold up there into the bargain? Because I, I'll, I'll guarantee you we'll be one of the top three scoring sides again this year. I'll, um, I'll ask you as a question. And again, we're only crystal ball gazing here to the audience. So 
please don't hold us to this. What's a successful return for Jack Rewalt this year in your eyes? What's say average goals per game? So go an average per game. What would you like to see from Jack? Uh, 1.2 to 1.5. Yeah, it's hard for him this year. I don't even think it's about goals for him this year. If Dusty's playing up there, I know that sounds silly because he's playing as he's obviously a forward, but you'd like to see him kick at least, you know, still 30 to 40, somewhere around that mark. I know that might seem on the on the higher end, but he, he's, but to your point earlier, he's going to be one who benefits from this Dusty up forward situation. Um, and if Lynch is doing yeah. his thing, and then by extension, Cumberland is going to, Maybe be another player who takes advantage of it as well. But I reckon thirty to forty goals, CB. Is that? Would you say that's a pass mark? I'd be if he could jag again. If he, him and Dusty alone can jag two goals a game each, we know Dusty will score more some games. You know, but that's nearly a hundred. That's you know, that's you're talking ninety goals between two players alone, excluding Bolton, excluding if Cumberland can get you twenty five to thirty, Lynch can get you fifty. It, it's a very powerful thing. So, um, yeah, I think if we can just get that spread going, so it takes the pressure off Lynch, that's what we, we need that spread. So you need Jack getting a couple. You need Dusty getting two. We really – and the midfield. Taranto will help our midfield. Because that's one thing in the last couple of years, too. Our midfielders haven't really been scoring a lot of goals. So um, if we can get our, our centre line scoring more, that will help us tremendously as well. So- so, how many goals did Cumbo score in his games last year? She was well, close to best 16 to 18, wasn't it? In four yeah, games. It was close. So, let's say we put the mark down at Lynch for 60 goals, right? Instead of labelling Dusty at this goals or Jack at that goals, if we get Jack, Dusty, and Cumbo together to kick a combined 70, and we've got Lynch's 60, well, we're well on the way, aren't we? I'll be happy for more than that. Yeah, I, I, I would say that's 130 long. goals between those guys. That's not... Oh, that's, yeah. Bolton yeah. kicked 43 goals, 43 or whatever it was. Ridiculous, right? Yeah. So you've got to add those goals onto that. You've got to add, add Rioli's goals onto that, you know? Good call. If, sorry? That's a good call about the... Grouping them together, yeah, yeah. Just calm down. Don't go orange on me, mate. Don't go orange. Yeah. Just calm down. <laughs> Fight up. <laughs> oh, this is killing me. You know yeah. what? I have said for all of last season, I never get I any shit. I don't know how I cop. I don't know how I dodge it. So there you go. It's about to. Well, your time is. Um, you grew a beard. You look like Alex. Alex Jones. Welcome, Jim. Long time <laughs> listener, first time texter. Um, Kane's got a question, so we'll go through some listener questions now. Say we lose Jack or Lynch, who comes in for them? CB. I'd say has. I'd say Ryan gets first crack at it as key forward, uh, but again, the, there's some serious raps around um, Bradkey. But I I would have to say, and Bowers in a moon boot for the record. You might have just come out of it. So I'd say right now, if one of those blokes goes down. Samson Ryan's the uh, logical choice, or Ben or Ben Miller goes forward and plays key forward, and Ryan comes in as the ruck. Either way, that's how it's it. Well, that, that I, I did throw it to you because you named him in your round one side. So if you didn't say that, I'd be very disappointed. I'm consistent, if nothing else. <laughs> All 
right, I'm just going through to see if there's any other questions. I don't think there's anything else there. Um, are you both going on Thursday night? Yes. No, th Thursday nights don't work for a country boy like me, so. I yeah, um, I won't be. I was hoping to, but, um, yeah, it's just a bit too tricky with the, the young fellas as well. But I'm a country boy, watch... hour and a half from the game, hour and a half from Melbourne, but, you know, I'll make the effort. It's all right, guys. I'll make the effort. Right. You fly the flag for us. Is it a I'll seller? Have they, have they said it's pretty much sold out or is there still yeah. tickets available? I think I've to be honest, one way or another. It was, I was on the way to being a sellout. It's about last. I, okay. I reckon it's going to be the members that don't. Will be the only reason why be a sellout. Usual story. I saw. I saw as well the other day. And this has to be incorrect. That the temperature for Thursday was going to be thirty-five. Is that right? Is that still? Is that still accurate? Thirty. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Jeez, thirty-five. Fuck. I'll just consult Jane Bunn, shall I? Yeah. Very good. Ninety k. Tigers calling. So, okay, so Cameron just said general admission sold out. Okay, that's interesting. Nah, Thursday, top of 27, lower oh, 17. So probably be about 20, 20 degrees Thursday night. Very lovely. Good. All right, well, make sure, and I know this will sound slightly hypocritical given that I can't go, but make sure anyone who can get there does get there to try and fill it out. It should be an amazing atmosphere. Um, yeah, it'd be good to get off to a, a cracking start to the season, knocking off Carlton. I think we owe them one from last year, but I think it's going to be a tighter game than what we would like, as whether we like it or not, they do have some good players and they are playing, well, they were last year playing some good footy. So if based on natural trajectory, they should probably be looking to take the next step and it, uh, it'll be a bit of a tussle, but we'll get a prediction nonetheless. Oh, actually, no, no, no. I've got one more best 22 to read out. I'm so sorry, I forgot to do this. I had this tweeted through to me. Wait, I had someone send through what they want their best 22 to be. How's this for winding back the clock? A best 22. Stephen Ziller, Garthwaite, Clay Sampson, Egg Melissa yeah. Smith, Gordis, Lennon on the halfback line, Hyde, Polo, Tambling. That, that's Tim a strong centre line. Hang on. Yeah, Hang yeah. On. <clears throat> uh, Tim Fleming. I liked. Yep. I actually liked Tim playing. Cleve Hughes, Billy, Billy Nichols. The Cleveland uh, full forward line. Is he out of jail? <laughs> CB full forward line. Arts Kingsley. Well there it is. Uh, and for the followers, we've got Angus Graham, Danny Meyer, and Oakley Nichols. Interchange of Patterson, Fiora, Hislop, Helbig, and Troy Taylor sub. Brad Helbig. There's That's one. That's in the past. Thank you to the tail for sending that through, mate. That was very funny. That, uh, what happened to Matt McDonough and Liam McBean? Stiff. Oh, McBean. Jeez. We had a, oh, yeah, we had all, our eggs in, all our eggs in that. Jaden Post with our eggs in that basket as well. Oh. Okay. All right. We'll get a tip including margin, gents. Ricky Pettard's stiff. Yeah. <laughs> I like Ricky Pettard. I need a crack. Yeah, you know, he does what he got. He actually was, he was serviceable. Yeah, he was all right. All right, EJ, tip including margin for this one. Well, um, everyone in chat as well, put your margins through. Ben Nason, Steve. Um, oh, Ben Nason, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. As I said, the exact same time that you said that. There you go. <laughs> um, the, the issue with this game is I see that both, both teams currently have the same weakness. Our back lines, the Carlton back line and our back line are where we can both get hurt. I'm hoping that our midfield gets over the top. So I do expect a high-scoring game. 
I'll say both teams to score over 90 points and we win by seven. Win by seven, Diasta, 175 goals for the Tigers. We'll, we'll take that. That'll tick off all our goal kickers in one game. Uh, CB, or Dex, is Dexter, are you doing some type of big pr- prediction? Look, I think the free kick count will be 22 to 14 Carlton's way. I think are we going to we'll do that again this year? Do we do an official free kick tally for every, every oh, dangerous game? We absolutely should. I think I think we'll have uh, six 50-metre penalties against us, but be the recipients of two. And yeah. I think that the real headline of this will be the return of the king, Dustin Martin, and I think the Tigers will win by four goals. Martin himself will kick Four snags. We'll take that. Uh, that would be an amazing return. What about what we need to do? How many snags is Cochran going to kick? Don't worry about Dusty. How many snags is Cochran going to kick to get us closer to that twenty-five? Two. Two for Koch. I, no, I would. I'll give, I would I'll give Koch one. I'll I would deal if he's going to kick one. Please let it be the very first goal of the season. It will cause so much outrage. It would be just worth its weight in gold. I hope he drives his uh, elbow into someone's throat, but doesn't make contact with the head. <laughs> And just now, fine. Now, listeners, do we have any touring car fans out there? Because I'd like to thank Mark Scaife for his one goal Cochin prediction. You've got Mark a bit of Mark Scaife about tonight's CB. Oh, here we go. Shut up, Alex. How's that Gen 6 committee going? Um, <laughs> I think Cochin will kick no goals this week. Oh, no goals. Okay. I reckon we'll win by 16 points in a tight one. I think we'll lose the free kick count 23 to 15. And I'll go Cochin one goal too. That would be, I'll, I will take that. And that way we can use that little graphic that we've got on next week's show. That's all I'm really worried about. So. June bought this shirt years ago. Don't know if they're still producing them. Yeah, they still are producing them. They still are. Because as we spoke before the show, I was um, I was actually going to duck off for a quick costume change and, and join you in solidarity. I got mine probably about three or four years ago. Yeah, that's a good shirt there, CB. Thank you. Right, thank you for joining us, gents. Thank you, everyone, so much for tuning in tonight. Much appreciated. Um, yeah. To Tiggs and Grok, hope you're both feeling better soon, and we'll potentially see you both next week. Um, other than that, hopefully the, the boys get up on Thursday nights. What have you got, CB? Tiggs will only make an appearance if we win. He's a downhill skier, that guy. That's all I'm yes. saying. If we lose, he'll be nowhere near the him. show. Oh, concussion. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you, right. 71. Yeah. Imagine, imagine, imagine the shit he's going to cop for his first show back. It's going to be amazing. Um, yeah. And yes, Nick, again, uh, mentioning that in a, in a few weeks' time, Richo will be joining us for about 30 minutes. So make sure you keep an eye on our socials for that announcement and confirmed date and time. Um, yeah, it should be an absolute cracker. Huge thanks to Nick for getting that organised. Hope everyone had a good night. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Um, hope to see all of you at the game on Thursday night. It should be a, a cracker, and hopefully the Tigers get over the line. So we'll see you all next week. And until next time, go Tigers. Go Tigers. And just one more thing, Patrick Danger.